A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. It's a bit filthy. Souls. Um, the, door, the door's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase the phrase wide open is always funny because it's only ever used in that way, isn't it? What? You left it wide open. Oh, okay. Do I you know what I mean? Rude. No. It's also used. My friend Kelly used to say that she was she had a wide on. You know, like a hard on. If she fancied someone, she'd be like, I've got a wide on. I don't get it. People's vaginas don't get wider as they get excited, do they? I literally don't know. I thought I thought they did because she said that to me. Did, did they not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they did. You have more experience with vaginas than me. Tell me. I don't know. You're the vagina whisperer, Dan. Shut up, man. Uh, hang on. Vagina wider when excited. And obviously they get wetter. Oh my god. But I don't uh, know. Okay, right. No, that- no we're start let's just start this episode. This is too much. We don't want to have this conversation. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Do they get wetter? Are you joking? No. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I asked you to describe non-gay sex to what? me previously and you didn't obviously want to. Obviously they get wet. That I mean every <laughs> do you not know that? Okay. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, um, this is Gay and Non-Gay. I'm Dan Hudson. He's James Barr. We're currently looking for sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if anyone's interested. Inquire within us at gaynongay.com. On an unrelated note, I just want, I just want to bring something up from um, Talia, your girlfriend's Facebook. She's just done a time hop memory of a conversation that happened seven years ago. And she was talking about getting her ears pierced. And apparently you, you were confused because you thought women were born with holes in their ears. Yeah, basically. and I, I guess we mean on the earlobes, not in the ear, because obviously every hole has a, every ear has a hole. <laughs> but you thought they had ear piercings from birth. Yeah, this was seven years ago. I think my mum told me that when I was like six, and I didn't have a reason not to. Why would your mum lie to you like that? I don't know, but I guess she did. And I, I don't, don't think she would have said that girls were born with piercings in their ears. No, not with the metal in their ear. Why would your mum tell you that girls were born with an ear piercing I don't know. Maybe she thought hole ma- in their ear? I don't know. Maybe she thinks that they are. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that um, that's why girls' ears had piercings in them, because the hole was there and it needed to have something in it. <laughs> so you thought you, they so had to like plug the hole. But if that were true, why are you not walking around with a piercing in your bum hole? Well, you don't know that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, though, are you? Well, how do you know? I'm hazarding a guess that you're not. Based on what? Based on the fact that that's just not the type of type of thing you would do. Well, how do you know? Because you've told me previously that you don't even clean your bum hole. So if you had a piercing there, you definitely would clean it. Don't look at me like I just said something shocking that you haven't said previously. Well, no, you you did say that. So not exactly. Not, yeah, not no, pretty not much. Exactly. You, no, no, no. On, it, upon me inquiring, I'm starting to talk like you all the time. It's really annoying. <laughs> like saying all this crap, like upon all this flowery language you come out with. What like, one might think. This and doth have done. Anyway, to be fair, the point that you're missing is that if somebody, <laughs> if some, if somebody tells you that, <laughs> then you just take it as fact. There's no reason not to. Dis- no one told you that as a fact. It's uh, it might not be my mum. It might have been, but it was someone like that. No one I mean? told you that. Like Dan. a teacher at school or something. Someone Did in, you, uh, in authority and in knowledge. You're just circa the nineties. Bullshit. What do you mean bullshit? No one told you that. No what? one would in their right mind tell you that. Why would someone? I tell mean, you maybe that? it was a prank. Maybe you. Yeah, maybe or maybe you just need to admit 
and own your truth that you were being so stupid. Like, just admit you were being stupid. No, because I... No, I'm not. But instead, again, here we are having a ridiculous conversation where you refuse to admit <laughs> that you were wrong. I'm admitting that I was... No, you're not. You're that... blaming someone else. You're not just admitting, oh, yeah, that was stupid. Like, I... you're having to argue about it and tell me that it's someone else's fault. No, I'm, what I'm saying is... You're telling is, me it's someone else's fault. I'm, no, I'm saying... I'm saying I admit that that was... Clearly, from the outcry from this statement proves that I was wrong to think that they had holes in their ears. But I don't think I don't think that's an insane thing to say. If what I, you've got a what a niece or a cousin or a girl who's quite young in your family, right? If I go, I have two nieces. Right, yeah, if I went up to them, and, if I went up to them and said, "Oh, by the way, men are born with I don't know a hole in their head." They would just take that as a fact. No, they wouldn't. They yes, would they laugh would. at you and they would say, "Where <laughs> there's no hole, don't be an idiot." No, they wouldn't. They refuse to tell me I have red hair because to them, they're like, that's not red. Right. They're very intelligent. Also, Talia can't really take the high ground on this because she used to think that when you look in the sky and you see stars, she used to think they were the embassies from all the different countries. What? And there's def- by the way, there's definitely stuff that you used, you used to believe and probably still do. It's just that an opportunity hasn't come up to present itself for you to reveal that. In fact, there's loads of stuff that we've talked about on this podcast that you used to think you'd get pregnant from having a blowjob, for example. I didn't think <laughs> that you did. You said that I could convince you of that. You probably could have convinced so, me of that, yeah. But not now that I'm educated. Oh, right, things. okay. I think I told you before I didn't realise women had three three holes in their underwear. Oh, yeah. I genuinely... In their underwear? Yeah, like, I didn't realise they had a separate pee hole. I didn't realise they had any holes in their underwear. No, I'm just saying that to be polite. Oh, well... Like, need... underneath the underwear. Right, okay. I didn't realise they had three holes. Yeah. Yeah, that still fascinates me even now. Right. Genuinely, I think about it quite a lot. Why do they have three? Well, I don't... Why I... doesn't it just come out of the... Because it's science, isn't it? But it'd be a lot more... It'd be less admin, wouldn't it, if it, if it just came out of the, the hole where the vagina is? If what did? Pee. Like, why does it have to come out of its own hole? I we, mean... We don't have a pee shoot. No. It comes out of the pee... It's, do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You have all these rumours that go around school, don't you, about stuff. Someone told me, and I took it at face value, that if you shit yourself in the bed, it's like a wet dream, but you <laughs> It's like a wet dream that gay, that you have if you're thinking about... What? If you're thinking about someone of the same sex. I've never heard that before. Yeah, because it's complete, obviously, it's complete nonsense, what? isn't it? You're telling me that, like, all the lads at school used to say, if you shit the bed... You're gay, basically, you, yeah. You're gay? Yeah. I don't know about all the lads, but... That's really gross. But all it takes is somebody to say that, right? Nobody's telling you that that's nonsense. Is it because bum sex comes out of that? I, that I'm that guessing it? so. So it's actually quite a homophobic thing Yeah, to I'm say. guessing so. I didn't, by the way, I didn't say that I came up with this. Oh, what? Somebody... Yeah, but you probably said it to people. Okay, should we talk about mental health again? <laughs> what is that reaction? I just, what, for, for a fourth week. That's really rude. No, I, well, I'm just... no, that is really awful. Because what would you expect to just just go like, <laughs> oh, you, you did it in an episode, now you're fine, like great. No, done. but we Let's move on. We we have like a we have like a mix. We we sort of have a mix of emotions, don't we, on this podcast? I was chatting to my friend about the podcast, and he was like, "Oh, you definitely do a, a silly episode." <laughs> wow. So did someone really say that? Yeah, that's really mean. Um, who's your friend? Just someone. We just talked about wide-ons and, and pussies, so... If, okay, fine, cool. We, is, the, is the non-gay quota of the podcast filled now? Can we switch back to the gay bit? Fine. Back to the gay agenda. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stonewall have... Um, the UK's LGBT charity have just put out research 
which is very upsetting, but also not really unsurprising. And it reveals the impact of discrimination on the health of LGBT people. And basically their research suggests that half of LGBT people, 52% experienced depression in the last 12 months. That is an insane statistic. And that's based on YouGov polling of 5,000 LGBT people. 52%. And why, why do you think that is? I mean, you've read The Velvet Rage, Dan. <laughs> They're suggesting it's because of discrimination. I think there's lots of reasons. But it's really weird. This whole thing has been really interesting, talking about my mental health on our podcast. Sorry to your friend for boring him. Um, <laughs> I didn't say he was bored, It's by the way. interesting because it's changed it in my mind and it's sort of I think depression can really depression can really isolate you and you and you think you're alone and you shut people out yeah because you feel like you don't deserve love and and you yeah. just disappear basically and you and it happens slowly and you don't necessarily notice it but by coming out effectively as depressed and having antidepressants which I've done here it gave me my power back and I don't feel better but I know that I can be honest about it now yeah. I'm not hiding I'm not shaming myself for yeah. it and that's a really good thing. So I would say to anyone listening that has similar feelings or thoughts, like, tell someone, tell people. And don't do it in a way to like pressure yourself to feel better, but just know that by not pretending to be something you're not right now, you will hopefully feel better or take ownership of it. I think it's a really important step. And I received a message today from a guy whose mother has experienced a lot of depression and suicidal thoughts um, and attempted to end her own life and he was saying she has often found it upsetting that people in media don't talk more openly about this stuff because I think it is quite normal especially for gay people and with this research coming out from Stonewall saying 52% of LGBT people that were surveyed have suffered depression it's very shocking that none of us are talking about it yeah because that's pretty normal that's like that's not your best friend but his friend or your mate's boyfriend or whoever. Like, that's a lot of people. It's the exact amount of people who voted in the referendum that voted for Brexit. Right. And you can't find any of them either. <laughs> yeah. When you ask people who, who voted Leave, no one will admit to voting Leave. And it's similar, I guess, in depression. No one will admit that they're actually having that. And you do see it on, like, Mental Health Awareness Day. Everyone jumps on a bandwagon and does a hashtag. But it's much more powerful to just talk about it openly in normal spaces. That's what I'm finding. I'm also still terrified, by the way. Um, but... We've had a lot of messages from people, as I've said, that are experiencing a similar thing. And so we're not alone. We're not alone. 50, half of all gay people. I'm telling people on dates now. Saying what? I'm just going to tell them. FYI, I've got depression. Yeah, I think so. Why not? It's true. That's interesting. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but I did, <laughs> well, tell, I guess... I did tell one guy I was rebounding on. Spoiler alert. The last relationship I talked about didn't work out. Um, right. I did tell a guy that I think I was, well, I don't know if I was rebounding. I did like him a lot, but. It was happening too soon. Right. I did tell him. And what did he say? He was really great. I mean, the reason why one wouldn't do that necessarily, I guess, is because one might think that it's not it's not exactly like a, a selling point, is it? Exactly. But what's the point in hiding part of you that's there? Yeah. But equally, would you would you come out and say on the first day, oh, I've got like anger management issues or something? I think or, so. I would don't... you on the first day? I feel like we should, yeah. Why not? I, but you wouldn't, though, Why would you? are we lying? It's, an in it's, you know, w without having another episode about this that goes on forever, I think it's a really interesting question. Like, would you, should, should I be telling people that when I first meet them? 
or telling people that on a date. But in a way, it's actually very harmful for me in a date situation to chat to a guy and pretend I'm really happy and fake it. But it's actually more harmful. In your world, it must be like it, based on the statistic that we've just heard. Yeah, it shouldn't be that scary. It should uh, be very normal. I mean, based on those stats, I don't. Think everyone in every date, one of the parties will have depression based on that stat, right? Yeah. So it shouldn't be that much of a revelation. Yeah, but I think it, it is. And actually. that person, there's one in two chance that that person is also depressed. To me, I feel as though there's such an expectation on gay people to be happy, fun, the life and soul of a party, yeah. successful, hot. Like we have all these expectations that society's put on us. Yeah. So if you break from that, that's quite scary. If I suddenly have to go, actually, can I just put my hand up and tell you that life isn't that good and that my social media is all lies? That's quite difficult. Right. So, yeah, it shouldn't be difficult to just turn, turn to someone and just candidly even just say to them, oh, actually, no, I'm depressed right now. It shouldn't be difficult at all. Because you're right. Half of us, yeah. supposedly, are going through that. So, Working in the media, right, I, I feel like this is me being a member of the liberal metropolitan london media bubble watch company after company after company just jump on this mental health bandwagon and some of it is quite to use a word that you like to use (laughs) some of it's quite triggering if you've worked at somewhere that doesn't respect you or your mental health suddenly jump on the bandwagon and say oh my god we care so much about our staff mental health blah 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 whilst simultaneously doing nothing to actually address mental health issues. There's a huge discourse about mental health. You can't move for it, as far as I can tell. But you're saying that that isn't the case. I, I obviously, you're obviously right, because you're, you know and I don't. And both not, of us... I don't in, think anyone is ever really right. They're only right to themselves. Like, but I mean, that's a sweeping statement, but you can't... I'm not saying I'm right, so don't give me that. I'm not necessarily right. But no, but, but when anyone says, oh, we need to talk more about, about mental health. I, I, I have I never agree, said that, I, actually. But people do say that. Yeah, I don't like it when they do, actually. Why? Because to me, I'm very on the fence, actually, about it. For ages, I didn't talk about my mental health because I felt like it was wrong to, right. to share that with people. Yeah. I felt like I didn't want to be jumping on a bandwagon. Right. I actually felt exhausted by all the media presence on mental health because it felt fake. It didn't feel like real mental health conversation. I guess that's why I decided to talk about it. And also I had to because we're so honest that I can't just yeah. sit here and not have it. It's 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 part of me. But when I see companies doing that and they're like, look after your well-being, mental health this, mental health that, and there's like this push from the media industry to talk about mental health, I don't feel like it's coming from a place of truth because it doesn't feel authentic. No. And I think an authentic mental health issue cannot be addressed with a poster that says, we care about your mental health. It can't be addressed by the news doing a piece on it or Stonewall releasing these facts. All these things can do is is sort of help the conversation continue, which eventually will help people realise they're not alone and, and seek help from it, maybe. I don't know, but all I know is sometimes... You're right. It can feel like a bandwagon, like pride, like yeah. anything, like anything can. But that's a, that, that that helps, right? That helps things move forward. Does it? Am I making any sense? I, no, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess it does. I don't know. I feel like 
mental health is like the the buzzword. It has been for at least two years. The buzzword for any company or news outlet or magazine to talk about. I think for the last like two years. I'm not saying they're doing a good or a bad job about it. I don't know, but I almost feel like overwhelmed with all of the discourse about mental health, and I don't, and I, it affects you. Well. I don't think I have a mental health. I don't know. You tell me. No, you don't. I I don't think I do. I don't think you do. But when there's so much discourse around it, you start to think, am I the only one? No, but I (laughs) think. It doesn't have. No, I think the problem is in this country, in our country, in the UK, we aren't very good at talking about mental health. And we aren't very good at owning our own mental health. And you hear Americans joke about that all the time. They're like, just keep drinking, guys. It's working out really well for you. And we don't deal with it. So I think. Potentially, Dan, you could have a mental health issue if you didn't seek help or advice or therapy on certain issues that trigger you. Yeah. And if they just kept building up and up and up and up and up and you were ignoring it because that's what we do when we're being British. We yeah. just ignore our problems and drink through them. Then you'll get hit with one. Chances are you might not get hit with one. But if you have depression in your family and that's something you've been around, you could sink yeah, further. Of course. So I think the conversation about mental health is very different to the conversation about clinical depression i think that's what we're noticing yeah like look after your mental health go to the gym well-being this etc etc yoga like all of that's helpful for mental health yeah but an actual diagnosable mental health issue is different so businesses being like we care about your mental health that's trying to say to you let's stop an epidemic of depression like taking over by being open and out about it and you know what your friend is probably right maybe we shouldn't be talking about this again i don't want to trigger loads of people but this research is really significant yeah. Because half of LGBT people? <laughs> yeah. I know it's only 5,000 surveyed, but that's quite a big number. Yeah, it's 2,500. Yeah, that's unbearable. Yeah. What are we doing about that? It's even worse for trans people. In the last 12 yeah. months, more than one in 10 trans people, 12%, attempted to take their own life, compared to 2% of LGB people who aren't trans. Almost half of trans people, 46%, have had thoughts about taking their own life. There's also a statistic that suggests that one in seven LGBT people avoid seeking healthcare for fear of discrimination from staff, which I understand too, actually, because it took me three weeks with my CBT therapist to actually even say anything about being gay or... Did you not ask that? No, of course not. You don't really ask someone's sexuality, do you? But anyway, I was scared to mention it because I was like, what if he's homophobic? Yeah. So, so wrong. Anyway, he wasn't. He was very supportive, actually. But there's a fear. We have so much fear. A gay and a non-gay. I find some of the discourse around, like, people saying, oh, just talk to someone, quite patronising. Yeah. It's what Um, I was saying, patronising. About owning it. No, I don't think so. I hope not. I don't mean that to be patronising. Because I I don't think I can be patronising right now because I'm in it. But I'm just saying what's truthful to me. I kind of feel like there's normally like an outwave when somebody's killed themselves. Like Chester Burnington from Linkin Park, for example, would be there's an outpouring on like my feeds of people saying, Oh, there's always someone to talk to, there's always someone to talk to. But you don't I, feel like there is though. I don't know. Like You don't feel like there is. Unless that person is sort of saying, Talk to me, here's my phone. Do you know unless you're saying that, I don't think you can actually make an assumption that people actually have somebody who they can always speak to. I don't think that's... I don't know how you can assume that about somebody. No, I guess if you're worried about a friend, my advice is that you just reach out to them and say, hey, how are you? And just, like, send them a meme. 
Like, yeah. You don't need to say, are you depressed? Because that's upsetting. Or talk to someone or talk to me or, you know, whatever. You just, just, just check in. Just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? I do do that. With- that is the only way to support someone that's going through something. Yeah. But I feel like posting statuses that's like, oh, talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Okay, cool. Are you the person I'm going to speak to if I get depressed? Because if you're not, then I don't think you can make sweeping generalizations about everybody. No, and I don't think saying talk to someone is helpful, actually. And and I'm sorry I said that. But what I, I found helpful for me is talking to everybody. Yeah. So that I am not hiding. So yeah. I'm not isolating myself. Yeah. That's what I found helpful. And actually just talking to myself, really, and even just saying to myself, oh, I've hit I've hit the bottom here. Yeah. Is where I'm at. So maybe it's not talk to somebody. Maybe it's talk to yourself and know that you're going through that. And the a way out of it is to be open about your feelings so that you can try to navigate through them with friends, yeah. with family, with doctors, whoever. But like... I think isolating yourself is my is is a problem. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Are you ready? Am I ready? We never get all the admin done, so we're just going to do the admin yeah. at the end of every episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Are we doing we're doing this every week now. Then yes. Right. So we're just get, at the end of every episode, we're going to do the admin. Yeah. Maybe not at the end. Sometimes maybe sometimes at the beginning. But uh, okay. Every it's going to move around. It's verse. That's not how that works, Dan. <laughs> okay. That's that is not how that works. Either way. Time to do the admin. Well, do the, do the, do the admin. Well, do the, do the, do the admin. Welcome to do the admin. Get your admin in. Us at gaynongay.com. <laughs> uh, you can also tweet gaynongay and Insta gaynongay. I had a message from Lewis about our podcast uh, last week and how we were talking about social media. And I suggested that it was probably different for non-gays and less damaging because maybe they're not as insecure when they're looking at hot bodies on Instagram, whereas my Instagram like really triggers me because I don't feel like I'm as good as everyone else. And I wondered whether it was from a space of being LGBT. And Lewis fundamentally disagrees. Uh, and he says, big fan of the podcast. Having just listened to the one that dropped today, though, I feel compelled to ask you to please stop saying to Dan, it's different for gay men. We do not all share these insecurities, and I believe many straight men probably feel the same way too. The reason Dan does not feel these insecurities is not because of his sexuality, but because he's secure. And yes, there are also gay men out here, like Dan, who are secure. I think you'll find more compassion and relativity with your audience if you stop blanket addressing your problems as LGBTQ plus (laughs) issues and instead tackle them as people issues. (sighs) And you know the worst thing about that message is that he's right. And so I replied being like, you shady bish. Totally agree with what you're saying, but you could have been nicer about it. Anyway, we've had some banter. We started flirting then. And you slept with him. No, I haven't slept with him. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I think he's probably right. I think we absolutely, I do think on this podcast quite often, I will accidentally blanket address my problems as the whole gay community because I'm a gay and you're a non-gay. And probably the same for you, right? You probably... It's the title of the podcast fault. We've had a few messages kind of like this, haven't we? Yeah, I think he also followed up with, my point is about insecurities affecting people beyond a point of identification. And I think he's trying to say, like, not all people are insecure because of their identification as gay or non-gay or whatever. But I think... And it's it's across everything that we talk about, actually. Is it not a fair thing to say that um, there's a disproportionate amount of people in the LGBT community who kind of have these issues that you have perhaps 
Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. And Stonewall would probably agree yeah. after that research that we just talked about. But he also raises a very good point that actually not all gay people are the same and that we are all people with issues. But also, on the other hand, yes, a lot of us are the same. A lot of us do have these similar feelings. And it's okay to share them. But it's also really great to hear from a gay person that doesn't have insecurities. I yeah. mean, wow. I feel like he's very lucky. I mean, there must there must be plenty of gay people that... Don't? don't? I don't know. He's probably one of the first people I've ever spoken to that doesn't. He must have some. You always go on a... Yeah, but it depends what you mean by that. You always go on about bears and how, like, they don't seem to... Be insecure. Yeah. They do seem quite happy. Are you going to sleep with this guy? Uh, Dan. Well, do the, do the, do the admin. Well, do the, do the, do the admin. Thanks so much for listening to Again and Non-Gay today. Um, don't forget to give us a review on iTunes. Tell all your friends. You can also donate at gaynongay.com slash donate. And we wanted to just dedicate this episode and send big love to our friends and family in the US. Find us on your socials at Gay Non-Gay. Listen at gaynongay.com or just search Non-Gay at your fave pod app.